that pelvic floor therapy is whole body therapy. Um, it's, it's therapy, and for me specifically physical therapy, for your body that happens to have a pelvic floor or pelvic component. And why that's important to me is because there are so many aspects of your body, your movement patterns, your mental health that will cause an effect to your pelvic floor muscles. And so you can never just provide therapy or physical therapy to the pelvic floor because you're never really going to treat the reason behind the symptoms if you do it that way. So for me, pelvic floor therapy is whole person therapy that happens to have a little uh, magnifying glass on the pelvis and the pelvic floor and how your body and your movements and your life is contributing to your pelvic floor symptoms. We are two unique female professionals and friends that have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable Podcast, where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain, and I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Dr. Becky Allen, we are so excited to have you here with us today on Arable Podcast. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited. Uh, before we jump in, let me read a little bit um, from your bio so our listeners can get to know you and okay. all that you are offering in the world. So Dr. Becky Allen is the owner of Genesis PT and Wellness, a holistic pelvic floor therapy practice, and leads a team of specialty physical and occupational therapists. We're big fans here at Aspen House, but we'll talk about that here in a minute. Uh, Becky has a great passion for women throughout every stage of life. She believes they deserve a higher standard of care. It was this passion, as well as the realization of the gaping hole in the field of women's health care that inspired Becky's plan for Genesis PT and wellness. She created a safe place for women to receive high-quality, specialized physical therapy that is unique to their specific needs, working with women during preconception, pregnancy, postpartum, as well as years down the road. She helps them achieve a life free from pain and dysfunction, optimizing their day-to-day -day abilities. She's passionate about treating every person as a whole, not just as an injury, pain, or dysfunction. We like that. She uses a holistic approach to physical therapy, meeting you where, meeting you, where you are, walking alongside you on your new journey. Uh, Becky has a doctorate in physical therapy from Texas Women's University in Dallas and holds a professional certificate of advanced studies in women's health, physical therapy. Becky was born in Austin, Texas. I did not know that until I just now read that. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. Austin. Got it. I did see some longhorn action on your Instagram. So now I understand it all. She was <laughs> raised in the South <laughs> uh, in Buddha. Okay. She met her future husband, Philip, while they were in high school. Okay, so a little high school sweetheart thing going on. Super cute. <laughs> mm -hmm. Together, they left Buddha for Dallas. We're so glad she did to attend DBU. Go Patriots! Yeah, we all have a little bit of little roots there. Um, shortly after graduated, they got married, began a new chapter in their lives. Um, Becky and her husband have two young children, cutest names, Duke and Ava, whom she adores spending time with. If you follow her on Instagram, you know this to be true. Um, they love swimming. You guys are big swimmers. Um, and to try out parks around town and hang as a family. Becky Allen, welcome wow. to the Arable Podcast. What a bio. Yes. What a bio. <laughs> 
So we try to stalk everybody as best we can before we bring them on. Did we do an effective job of stalking that's you? Basically, I can go now because that's basically that's that's all of it. And, you know, that's stalking. So yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. What What did we miss, Dr. Becky? What did we not say, and either personally or professionally, that our listeners need to know about you? What did you not say? Um, I played volleyball. I feel like that's a big part of my life and past. And did you play for DBU? I did. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I love it. And I'm praying that my little Ava loves it. And I want to put a volleyball court in my backyard. So I feel like that's a big part of me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Everything else though was covered. I love it. I actually just taught my daughter how to like bump using a really large ball. We started with like a really big ball first versus the actual volleyball. And she's, she's like really enjoying doing that with Yay. me in the backyard. So. It you know, is she, fun. It, it's fun. If she gets her height from her father, she also could play some serious volleyball. So I'm, I'm awesome. good with it. Awesome. Well, let's dive in. Dr. Becky. We are asking the team, because I think it's something that isn't often talked about, but just in your own words, your definition of pelvic floor therapy, you know, how you explain it, what it is, you know, how do you define it in your words for our listeners to understand what this thing called pelvic floor therapy is? Great question. I like this one to start us off. Um, I tend to preach heavily that pelvic floor therapy is whole body therapy. Um, it's, it's therapy and for me specifically physical therapy for your body that happens to have a pelvic floor or pelvic component. And why that's important to me is because There are so many aspects of your body, your movement patterns, your mental health that will cause an effect to your pelvic floor muscles. And so you can never just provide therapy or physical therapy to the pelvic floor because you're never really going to treat the reason behind the symptoms if you do it that way. So for me, pelvic floor therapy is whole person therapy that happens Mm -hmm. to have a little a magnifying glass on the pelvis and the pelvic floor and how your body and your movements and your life is contributing to your pelvic floor symptoms. Mm -hmm. I don't think most people, uh, there's still so much just even when, you know, you and I have a chance to talk shop or whatever, um, that I'm still learning about how integrated the pelvic floor is into our entire body. But there, there are, There's so much that most people do not understand um, that impact the pelvic floor and that the pelvic floor impacts. It's just so integrated into our everyday life. And it's um, oftentimes out of our awareness pretty significantly. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Absolutely. So tell us um, and the listeners a little bit about your story of getting into this work. What drew you into it? um, And uh, give us give us your story. Okay. Well, it drew me in. I didn't jump into it. I basically everything in my life started pulling me into this, even though I didn't want to do it. (laughs) And then I just 
finally gave in, you know. So You're not the first therapist on your team that has has a story <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm not surprised at all. Probably my therapists were pulled by me. Um, I forced them to work for me, actually. So, <laughs> yes. How I got here, um, looking back in PT school, I was teased by my friends that I was going to be the pelvic floor physical therapist. And I was like, um, absolutely not. That's so weird. I'm not going to stick my finger up crevices of our bodies. <laughs> like, nope. I just, I was like, no, that's so weird. No, other people can do that and they can treat it and I'll refer to them. Um, but I think why my classmates teased me was because even back in PT school, before I had ever been pregnant and had kids, I kind of had a little bit of an interest in the physical therapist role in labor and birth. Uh, and I don't yeah. know why, but I just was kind of like, oh, that could be really cool. You know, like we know movement, we know the body, we know the pelvis, all this, you know, we could maybe make an impact maybe during labor and birth, maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I did like a little presentation on that just because I don't even remember what class, but, and so then they started to tease me and I was like, oh my gosh, no, no way. So then fast forward, I graduate, I start in outpatient orthopedics, love it, um, have babies, pull back a little bit, work part-time kind of here and there in a nursing home, in a rehab hospital, just to kind of keep my toes wet in the PT world and, um, having two kids kind of does some stuff to you. And just, um, just a little bit, just a little bit of things. And luckily I had fa a fantastic midwife for my, uh, second child's birth. And, um, all through that pregnancy with Ava, my midwife was kind of like, you know, in about a year, year and a half from now, we're going to move upstairs to this fancy suite and we want a pelvic floor PT. And I know you don't do pelvic floor, but like, would you ever want to? And so she kind of kept nagging me in pregnancy. And I was like, no, 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 no. That takes too much work. I don't want to learn it. No, no, no. And she just never let it up. And finally, postpartum, well, side note, one thing I love about my midwives is you have multiple postpartum visits with them. So you have like a two week, a four week, a six yeah. week, eight and a 16. So they're like checking on you. Um, but it wasn't, of course she bugged me on all of my postpartum visits, but it wasn't until my 16 and final week, I was getting ready that morning to come to the appointment and my email dings and it's from Texas Women's University and it was about their women's health physical therapy specialty program. And I was like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> so I just kind of skimmed it. And I was like, hmm. And I went to my appointment and my midwife, of course, hounded me again. Oh, in 10 months, we're going to be up in this suite and we want a pelvic floor. You know, she never let up. And I kind of giggled and I told her I would go home and read the email. And um, I reached out to, to the head of that program. And she kind of said, look, you can come take the first class because it's a year long program made up of four courses. And she mm -hmm. said, you can come take class number one, female anatomy. And if you hate it, it's fine. You just, you took one class and you're fine. You don't have to commit to the whole thing. Well, day one, we talk about labor and birth. And I'm just over here like drooling at my computer and like taking all these notes and I loved it. And from then on I was hooked and it just kind of expanded from there. Um, the rest of my coursework, we learned about pelvic pain. We learned about like orthopedics and how that 
like integrates to pelvic floor and just mm-hmm. hip movement and foot movement and all this fun stuff. And it was just fascinating to me that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much more than Kegels and fingers up your vagina and like all this stuff, fun stuff, yep. right? And so at that point, I texted my midwife and I was like, okay, what would it look like if I was in? And so here I am. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story. It's kind of funny. What do you think the the biggest or, or one of the biggest misconceptions about pelvic floor therapy is? Ooh, there's quite a few. I would yeah. say one of the biggest is that you're going to go to a room and you're going to do lots of different types of Kegels and mm-hmm. you're going to be <laughs> on the treatment table the whole time and maybe they'll do some internal manual therapy and it'll probably hurt a little bit and maybe you'll get better. And maybe you won't because all this is normal anyway, right? If you're just kind of right having all these issues. Um, but that is like so far from what, at least what it should be and how we practice here at Genesis. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just the absolute opposite of that. I mean, sure, we do a pelvic exam and there are times where we're doing internal treatment, of course, but we are also getting off the table and we're moving and we're integrating how these movements help your specific problem and let's do some breath work and some different positions and let's talk about, you know, you're leaking when you're picking up your baby out of the crib. Well, let's mm-hmm. talk about how can we do that differently and let's also practice it. And, you know, we're doing all these functional things rather than a thousand Kegels each session. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's, a, people are always shocked to get here and realize how in depth our evaluation is, what we do for treatment. They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that we could be on this yoga block and breathe into my hip and it's going to help my pelvic floor. And, you know, it's, it's yep. kind of cool blowing people's minds with the, all the things that we can do. Yeah. The way you guys approach the pelvic floor uh, first of all, I, we just are big fans of Genesis. Um, but, you know, half the battle for us when we're working with couples, either in sex therapy or couples work or coaching or whatever it is we're doing, is trying to demystify what you guys do because we want them to come see you because uh, you get to engage their experience in their bodies in a way that we we can't. It's not appropriate for us to do those things. Sure. Um because they are so afraid of what that experience is going to be like with mm-hmm. you guys. And so we're, we're, <laughs> I would say we, like, we are like kind of like selling it really hard and trying to talk about everything from like, Hey, their bedside manner is so different. It's, it's very warm. It's very safe. Um, these gals are trauma informed you know, they are going to go at your pace and it is not, and we've said this almost on every episode with you guys so far, it is, it is not your annual exam. There are no stirrups, there are no speculums. It is not going to be this like really rushed experience, um, especially because of the way you guys have your business set up, like the, the attention to patient care and bedside manner is, is, is really high level uh, with you guys. And so we're constantly demystifying <laughs> what you guys do as best we can, because we want people to come and see you guys, because we know like you're kind of the secret sauce on some of this process for them. And so we're like, Hey, no, really, these are the people you want to go see for all those issues. So um, I'm glad you're, well, thank you. Yes. (laughs) You're so welcome. Um, As you got into this work, um, 
there's actually so many things that you guys um, work with and by things, I mean, issues and challenges, maybe could you, I'm, I'm not asking for the perfect list, but could you kind of just list off, rattle off, give our listeners an idea, like what are the things that you guys address in pelvic floor therapy? Sure. Absolutely. So we work with anywhere from pregnant moms. So they're pregnant and maybe they're having issues like back pain, sciatica, leakage, or maybe they're just wanting to prep their bodies as best as they can for labor and delivery, prevent Mm -hmm. postpartum complications. Um, And then we see moms pretty immediately postpartum. So we have a lovely home visit therapist, Lisa, who does our two-week postpartum home visits. So she pops over to our mom's houses at about two weeks to kind of check on their mental health. She does a, she does some screens there with them um, for that. And she checks on if they had any tearing, let's, you know, look at how that healing's going. Are you having any issues with bladder or bowels? Is your back hurting? What are you, are you breastfeeding? Are you bottle feeding? Is that bothering your shoulders or your back? You know, all that sort of thing, all the way from that early postpartum to like forever until they're 120 years old. And it might look like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, someone could look that long. And it might look like leakage of urine, um, urinary urgency frequency, um, mm-hmm. not being able to empty your bladder or bowels very well. Um, and then we go over to pelvic pain, whether that's painful intercourse, um, whether that's penetration or not. Um, And then pelvic pain could also look like really painful periods, um, just heaviness, pressure due to whether it's muscle tension or a perineal tear that never healed well, well, or pelvic organ prolapse that can cause kind of some symptoms um, across the spectrum, heaviness, pressure, leaking, constipation. Um, And then we treat things like diastasis recti, which is abdominal kind of I hate calling it abdominal separation because it's really not. It's more of like a stretching of the connective mm. tissue of the middle of your abs. Um, and so we treat that. It's common postpartum, but it you don't necessarily have to be immediately postpartum to have it. And you can even get it when you haven't ever had kids. Um, C-section recovery. We work with C-section moms, scar tissue mobilization. It's a common misconception that, that you have a C-section, your pelvic floor was spared. Mm-hmm, because you were Mm-mm. still pregnant. It was a lot on your body and all that connective tissue and that fascia that was cut through and then repaired is now pulling on all of your pelvic floor yep. and your organs. And then we work with um, athletes who simply want to optimize their like potential in their whatever it's CrossFit. Is it running? Is it um, powerlifting? Is it yoga? but maybe they just feel like their core is not strong enough, or maybe they are having leakage during these activities. So we like to mm-hmm. work with the active population to kind of optimize how their core works as a whole. Cause that includes the pelvic floor, it includes yep. the diaphragm, all that fun stuff. Um, and those, I guess would kind of be like, like you said, rattle them off. Those are kind of like my, yeah. Kind of your main things that you guys mm-hmm. do. Although, and you said this early on, it, it's a whole body approach. And so when you guys, when we send people over to work with you guys, they always come back going, so I learned this about my body. I didn't even know mm-hmm. this was a thing. And yeah. they did this full evaluation that was very good. Okay. So of those things, what's your jam? What's your favorite, what's your favorite part of the work that you do? My personal jam is my... Honestly, I think I'm going to say like my leaky runners, my leaky crossfitters who they just, the Kegels aren't cutting it. 
they're just still running and still peeing. I get the giggles every time you say kegels because I know that that's a loaded word in this. I know. It's like a a dirty word. I I can't stop, won't stop because it's ridiculous. But but that's my personal fave because it's so, I mean, there could be so many things. Is it the hip? Is the hip tight? Is it the foot not moving well? Is it this weakness of the glute? Is it because their arm swing's not enough? It's like all these things. And I like to work with them because they're high level. They have some goals and they want to meet them. And I'm like, let's do this. Um, So that's probably top fave. And then my second top fave maybe is my sweet little patients with vaginismus who have actually never had kids. And it's just kind of like a little subcategory of my pelvic pain patients because they're so, a lot of times they have a goal to become pregnant and it's very hard for them to, you know, engage in intercourse. And so I know those are two completely different things, but those are kind of my two favesy faves. Yeah. You know, working with pelvic floor specialists has been, I think, enriching. I'll speak for me, but I think I could probably pretty boldly speak for our entire group at Aspen House. And, um, but it enriches the work that we do because the more multidisciplinary, collaboration we do with you guys, um, the better I get at my job, which is advocacy for whole person care as well. So for example, uh, our little vaginismus cases there, that was my original jam, right. And focus Uh and where I kind of got involved with all the pelvic floor therapy was, was pain with sex. But the more I hang out and talk with you all and learn about these other things, my whole, almost like when you guys do a mental health screening, I do some health screening stuff now. Like, Hey, so tell me about the other pelvic floor type things that you might be going through when I'm working with moms or, or even uh, my sexual dysfunction cases, because I'm like, Hey, this, if you might have dysfunction, that's not just impacting the activity of sex. It might be dysfunction. That's also impacting. Do you leak? Are you having um, you know, challenges with bowel movements? Are you struggling when you sit all day at work? And so I now can screen and ask questions, which can, again, help me help them go get the right care. Um, because one of the things that I've noticed is, and this is some of my passion and dissertation work, is we sometimes from the mental health field who are even aware of pelvic floor specialists and work with you guys when it comes to sex, we have limited what we believe um, these disruptions in our pelvic floor impact. Like it's not just the activity of sex. It actually impacts a whole slew of things that we're not typically screening for. So that's sort of my passion because of getting to know you guys and working more and more. Yeah. We need to be screening like, Hey, if you're carrying this in your pelvic floor, what else is it impacting in your life? It's not just the activity of intimacy and sex that Mm -hmm. we should be concerned with here. Yeah. Okay. Changing our lives over at gender. (laughs) One pelvic floor at a time. One pelvic floor at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to hand you a magic wand. You get to get rid of one myth. About bodies, health, the pelvic floor, what's it going to be? Ooh, okay. I think one rant I've been on lately, I think I've just had a lot of pregnant patients recently who Mm -hmm. have come in and they kind of 
they've been dismissed for their like back pain or something because oh you're eight months pregnant you're gonna have back pain and so mm. I don't know why I've seen this so much like the past week but I just want to be like no no just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you need to have pain or pee yourself or feel like your bladder's gonna fall out like oh, I'm getting heated I'm just gonna bring myself back now <laughs> no no we, no, we like stay your on the soapbox I'm like come on people like you're just gonna put this poor pregnant lady back into her car with her back pain without an answer maybe here's some Tylenol like that's just ridiculous there's we've got to do better and that's going to set them up for all the I mean if we don't address it now it's just going to get worse and they're going to be postpartum and have this newborn and all this hormone craziness and then it's just going to be crazy so I've just been like wanting to shake people and be like start during pregnancy like it will help so much more and no you don't have to have a back pain just because you're pregnant it's just anyway you're you're actually touching on something becky that i've seen it's actually um shout out to all the pts in my life um a lot of them are from genesis but there's some others too and i'm connected with them on the socials and and you guys are stepping into some language a lot that we we step into as mental health professionals there is a very big difference in something being common and something being normal And I've actually seen a lot of my PT friends on the socials, like pushing back just because the prevalence of this is common does not mean it is normal, okay, acceptable, and we should be Mm -hmm. not engaging and wanting for something better. And I I think this is what you're talking about. We could probably like together write a a three-person dissertation about all the things that we have so many misconceptions about, but uh, and I do feel really sorry for women because I think it's a big problem for women um, that we normalize things that we should not be normalizing that, yes, they are common, but I would make the argument the only reason they're common is because we have such poor care around educating and empowering people to go get better treatment um, for these symptoms. Absolutely. And that could, I mean, you could that phrase with so many things right like back pain's common in pregnancy but it doesn't have to be your normal mm-hmm. you know painful sex is common after tearing in childbirth but it doesn't have to be your normal you know like mm-hmm. so many things that that you could put that with and i think yep. you you're dead on it's just the education is not quite out there even to physicians i mean mm-hmm. a lot of physicians they mean well but they just might not know yeah so it's hard yep. yeah which is why we, we send them to you guys first. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm out there on Instagram dancing and TikToking so that way yes, people are like trying to educate the world the most entertaining way possible. Yeah, <laughs> Lord, but just don't look at my dance moves. It's fine. If you like to learn a fun way, go go follow Dr. Becky and Genesis PT and all <laughs> Go do it. Okay. So speaking about social media presence, which Genesis, first of all, just public floor PTs in general. I don't, I don't know if you guys like have like a club in the background where y'all are all <laughs> planning a coup to take over the social media world, but y'all have a strong presence, like a, like a lot of y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but Genesis does a fantastic job. And one of the things that we wanted to spend a little time talking about with you, because I think, I think it's one of your passions <laughs> based on how often you post about it okay. is feet. <laughs> Um, so you talk about feet and shoes and you've made comments on the social, like, Hey, I can just mess with your feet and we can impact your pelvic floor. And like, and it just sounds, 
absurd, right? For the <laughs> unknowing person, which we say absurd things like that as mental health professionals. I'm like, uh, well, if I can make you fight better, I bet I can fix your sex life. And they're like, what? I'm like, yep. <laughs> same dynamics are happening. So, you know, we say absurd things all the time. So enlighten us and the listeners, take us down the path of understanding feet and shoes and pelvic floor and how we're probably destroying our lives with our <laughs> high heels. With your cute shoes? No. With our cute shoes. Okay. <laughs> Which I like. We have a couple more hours. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> this is probably, like you said, one of my biggest, biggest things ever because it's awesome. And this changed my life in, so this was in my Texas women's program. One of the lectures that I listened to happened to be a PhD student. She's a physical therapist specifically for chronic pain and pelvic health. And she taught one of our lectures that was the orthopedic considerations for the pelvic floor. And it, that two hour thing blew my mind and me and her connect on Instagram all the time still. Um, and it is just phenomenal because there's a few ways that the feet and the pelvic floor are connected. Um, one of them being the nerves that go to the areas. So the nerves that go to your pelvic floor come from your sacrum, which is at the very bottom of your spine. And the nerves that go to your feet come from your sacrum. And so they actually share some pathways um, that way, just from the nerves that go to the areas. Um, and so we know that because of that, by kind of grounding or stimulating what your the bottoms of your feet can feel. So like if you go out barefoot on a smooth surface versus stepping on rocks, right? You're going to feel different things and your foot is going to do different things. It's going to be a little bit more, um, it's going to feel safer on a smooth surface. You're not going to kind of grip your feet thinking, oh, it's going to hurt. I'm just going to mm. walk, right? And so when your feet are a little more relaxed and the arches of your feet can just kind of like be, your pelvic floor is doing the same thing which is very interesting. And then when so crazy. Are kind of, I know <laughs> when your feet are gripping, like you can do it right now. If you like grip your feet, you're going to feel your little, yes, I can feel it in my pelvic floor. <laughs> we are, all, all, we are right? all experimenting as Dr. Becky teaches us. <laughs> yeah, Don't lie. If you're, if you're happen to be listening with a friend, you all know you're doing feet uh -huh. pelvic floor workouts. Yep. 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 Crunch your little feet, like shorten the ball, like, Pull the ball of your foot back to your heel and you're going to, you're going to make your arch stronger and you're going to feel your pelvic floor kick on. And so they, they're going to do the same thing. So that's important because the footwear that we wear nowadays are, you know, quote, super supportive footwear. And it's basically just casts on your feet. It's not letting your feet do their thing. They're all super like comfy, cushiony, your foot can't feel where it is in space. And they're like overly supportive because we all need arch supports, right? Wrong. Wow. Um, and so it's like, if you have a super supportive shoe, your foot can't do, it's kind of like bouncing, if you will, or your arch can't relax because there's too much of a support underneath it. And then that means your pelvic floor is never really relaxing, right? And so that goes to a whole host of things. So that's part of it is that the same nerves, nerve roots, I should say, go to the, to the feet mm -hmm. and go to the pelvic floor muscles. And then the other part of it is going to be the general biomechanics, which just means how joints move. And mm -hmm. so if we are walking barefoot 
and our feet are doing what they should do, meaning we take a step, the little arch of our foot can kind of collapse a little bit, absorb the force of our body weight, and then we roll off of it and it kind of pops back up. And if that's doing that great, our ankle stays nice and aligned. That's beautiful because if our foot and ankle are nice and aligned, that means up the chain or up our leg, our hip doesn't need to compensate for like a lack of mobility at our foot or our ankle. So basically if like, let's say, so I've rolled my ankle in volleyball, my right ankle many times. Yeah. Guess where all my hip pain, my back pain, my knee pain is. It's all on my right side because I rolled my right ankle. I never really rehabbed it because you don't do that in high school. And no. it's just stiffer. It just doesn't have as much of like flexion and to keep a long story not as long, that makes my foot a little bit more stiff. So mm. every step I take, my foot and my ankle are stiff and they turn out just a tiny bit to let me continue to walk normal. That's going to turn my hip out. If you turn your foot out, you're going to feel how your hip kind of turns out. Mm -hmm. and over the years, that is going to shorten my hip muscles because they're always turned out. They're never turned back in. And then that will affect the pelvic floor because the wow. hip and the pelvic floor are next door neighbors. So it's just, I just could go on and on. I just really could. But so what you're saying is if you grew up in the eighties and nineties and you played <laughs> basketball or volleyball and you strapped on those really rigid ankle braces, we were, we were moving in the wrong direction. Yep. Yep. Active ankles. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I have a lot of years to undo of Fancy ankle braces that I, I wore in basketball. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, I mean, and, and it's like, it's that, it's our current footwear. It's when we crunch our yeah. toes in like a pointed toe shoe, your big toe can't extend as well, which means your foot can't, which means your ankle can't, which means your hip can't. It just goes, it's the whole thing. And there's numerous studies on this. So it's not just me saying these things, right? There's numerous studies on the biomechanics of movement, not even looking at the pelvic floor, just movement. And we know that we just, our big toe needs to live, needs to have room to separate. Our, We're supposed our to have big, foot. big, wide feet, toe yeah. spread. Yeah. Just have caveman feet. That's all you need to do. I'm, I can <laughs> embrace it. I really can. I can embrace it. Yes. So get a barefoot shoe and a wide toe box and your life will be changed. So I actually have very wide feet mm -hmm. genetically. Mm -hmm. um, I have so many questions and thoughts. Okay. So <laughs> I, I like, I have to, I have to only shop. Now I haven't gotten your fancy shoes and we are going to have you talk about them here in a second. But like, um, I, I typically have to shop in the brands that will offer that, which I'm sure these might be curse words to you. I don't know. Cause I'm doing my best here, Becky. Okay. <laughs> Um, but like I have to go shop at New Balance and get the extra wide shoe and like, and I do, I, I, you know, I, I don't go get, I don't shove my foot into things unless I'm dressing up. So yeah. anyways, um, and that's always been a thing. And like my dad has a wide foot. And so like, I just have embraced that and I've been so much more comfortable not fighting that dynamic, um, in my feet. Um, additionally, I, Kimberly, was it you that introduced me to yoga toes? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I would love to know your thoughts on yoga toes. They're some of my favorite things. Is do you are you familiar with these, Becky? <laughs> um, is it an actual like shoe, or are y'all talking no, about doing toe yoga? 
They're like the no, little it's stretchers, the little rubber kind of silicone oh, 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 things that like go between your toes. Yeah, and they like yeah. they make they spread your toes out really wide. So like I'll sit in bed at night and like watch my little show with my husband, yeah. and I will like put lotion on my feet and put my yoga toes in, and it just spreads them out, and it is right. the most relaxing. It's almost better than a foot massage to just right. put my toes in the yoga toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't know that exact brand, but I definitely recommend toe spreaders for that exact thing. But we make our patients do toe yoga. It's yoga for your toes and feet. I think so. I've seen an Insta story on this. I feel like I have seen a reel that you've created where you yep. actually do your own toe yoga. Yes. I had a pedicure, yes. though, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about shoes. Yeah. Um, because I think most people are pretty ignorant, too what is available out there and like what would be probably optimal for most of us. So give us, give us your favorite brands, give us your favorite shoe recommendations. Yes. So in general, if you're not going to buy the the brand that I love, just in general, you want to look for a wide toe box. So people are like, what does that mean? It basically means when you put your foot in a shoe, no shoe in a foot, no foot in a shoe. When you put your foot in a shoe, you need to get Sorry, it's been a long day. You need to be able to kind of with your big toe, kind of move it out and in, out and in without cramming it up against the side of the shoe. So it's just something that you can try to do. Um, It's hard if you don't practice that. Your toe is going to be like, oh, it doesn't actually move. Well, go practice toe yoga tonight. But that's step one. It's a wide (laughs) toe box where you can actually move your big toe out and in, out and in and not ram the side of your shoe. Second thing is a zero drop, meaning it's basically parallel with the ground. So the heel's not raised. There's not like, you know, in like Nike shocks, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. like two inches. It's like you're wearing a high heel shoe. It was so 40 high heels. Right, right, right. So I rolled my ankle on those when I get in high school. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you want wide toe box and zero drop, meaning flat. Um. And those would be like my two things. If you're not going to look at the brands or whatever, you're looking for those two things. Now, the good brands that I like, I personally wear Bevo barefoot shoes. And are they the cutest things in the world? They're not ugly. Okay, they're not ugly. Um, I like them for my workouts. I, I get to wear active wear for my job, so it works for my lifestyle. But if you need a shoe that's going to like be like professional, that's mm-hmm. probably not your best bet. Um, but as long as you're going the wide toe box, zero drop, you're going to feel a lot better. The other thing is just, it's a myth. You don't need supportive shoes. Don't let people tell you you need arch supports. You don't need orthotics in your shoes. You're you're probably blowing people's minds right now. (laughs) I know. And this is messing with your pelvic floor, not just your feet. That's not, it's not just that that is a myth for your feet. It is a myth that impacts your pelvic floor, which is integrated in so many of your basic your functions whole in life body it'll make your jaw hurt people if you wear stiff shoes so just don't y'all you heard it here this will impact <laughs> your mouth your <laughs> vagina and your feet that's mm-hmm. it yeah all these fake arch supports this is like this is almost like busting up big pharma but like what is this like yes. big shoe box like are yes. we like upsetting big shoe box <laughs> sure. and you know what they're fine so <laughs> they're fine we're not worried about them they're fine <laughs> okay so is there I have follow-up questions now what about 
for some of us that would need to have professional moments. Like, are there better, do you, are you aware of some brands that do some of this better as far as like, I don't know, sandals, um, professional wear, are there brands you prefer? I am sure there are, and I'm a bad person because I don't know them off the top of my head because <laughs> terrible I don't being. need them, so I'm bad. <laughs> but I can tell you right now, if a patient asked me, I would get on the internet and I would find those brands <laughs> for my patients. Um, so maybe I could do that for y'all. Maybe I could look them up and send them your way. She's um, like, don't, don't make me put something on my to-do list. We're not asking you to do that. No. Like, <laughs> I, I just wanted to see if you happen to have it. I don't off the top of my head. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's good. It's just making me think, you know, like I love, I mean, I'm, I'm here for like wearing scrubs to work. Like I'm trying to figure out how to work that angle as a mental health professional. I'm like, <laughs> can I wear scrubs? Um, can I be the weird therapist that dresses so odd that then it becomes cool? Right. Like right. I'm, I'm right. like working toward that as I age. So like, I want to be that lady. Um, but yeah, but there are some people I'm thinking in their work that they're not going to be able to wear the barefoot shoes and they're trying to figure out like, how do I achieve this? Because when you start telling us, Dr. Becky, that this really has a massive ripple and domino effect in our bodies, I bet a lot of people would start fighting for the yeah. right shoes. We just totally. don't know. Totally. Yeah. As long as you can move your big toe in there, then that's step one. Yeah. Okay. What about those that have like the, you know, the severe flat feet or the pes plana stuff? Like what, yep. I mean, and then they're having to wear the orthotics and, and things yep. like that. Would you, what, would you tell them not to wear orthotics? Right, right. Or? No, that's a great question. So there's always the exception to the rule, right? Yeah. So people mm-hmm. who have medical reasons that they either have like severely flattened feet or even you know sometimes they have the the super high arches with the the curved in feet I mean there's there's actual medical things that cause this where you do need the orthotics of course but if you're just like a person that generally has flat feet it's not you don't have like knee pain like you're not having Mm. all these aches and pains I tell these people look you have arch support built into your feet let's strengthen it And so you literally, like any other muscle in the body, we can strengthen the arches of your feet and we can, you know, not, not make you have high arches, but we can make the arches of your feet stronger so that when you're walking around and everything, you're not just walking on, you know, paddles essentially. Yeah. And, and does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. you can train it it as long as it's not like a, a medical issue. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing that's going through my mind as you guys are dialoguing about that is there are the outliers, right? And the exceptions to the rule. And the rest of us have adopted bad habits thinking we could slap a Band-Aid on with our cast-like shoes and we've caused ourselves more problems. And if that is not the story of life, like why don't we just work hard at the thing that would be healthy for us instead of the backwards things that we do right i know i don't i don't want to go to pt i don't want to do toe yoga with becky but i'm going to cast my foot up and make my problems worse because i think i'm fixing something i mean that is like humanity on display if i I know it yeah quick fix (laughs) yeah well 
I think we could probably talk about your, your right feet for hours. Um, but I, I hope that blessed somebody and helped them understand a little bit more about how to holistically see their body. We do want to spend a little bit of time here at the end um, talking to you about your favorite part about leading Genesis. You know, I have had the pleasure of sitting in, I think we had chips and salsa um, and some wonderful adult beverages and talked about your story of Genesis. But please you know, tell us about your favorite part about being um, the boss lady and in charge of this incredible team and this adventure that God has taken you on over the last couple of years. Oh, my word. Okay. Well, I think the coolest part of all of it is, and I always say this and people always laugh at me, but I've done nothing, y'all. I've done nothing except for just be here and love my job and try and advocate on Instagram. And it, the coolest part of all of it is I, I'm not a business person. I didn't ever think I would be in charge of people. And it kind of weirds me out that I am. Um, but it's very cool because I can sit back and say, it's not me. It's been the Lord the whole way. And he has just continued to just plow through Dallas, now plowing through Fort Worth. And I'm just like over here, like, Oh, I'm on this roller coaster, you know, like, (laughs) I guess I'll just keep trusting you. And it's just truly the best thing ever is being able to honestly say, I have done nothing except for be here and do my best to kind of listen to him and what I feel like the Lord is calling me to do next. Um, And I have met just the coolest people through this whole thing and tried to share just I guess my passion for this and my love for people and women. Mm -hmm. And it's been very, very cool to hear stories from my patients and my team members, patients and how they've been just so blessed by our services, which I just get so worked up because I'm just like, first, I don't take compliments. Well, okay. That's whole one thing. Um, (laughs) The second thing is I'm just like, wow, I, I've done nothing. And I just have to attribute it back to the Lord. And that's, I mean, I think just think that's the coolest part of all of it. So we were sitting there and you were telling me that story, which I did not know, you know, and um, we were sitting down having some very good Mexican food um, (laughs) to talk about our collaboration, our new um, baby collabo uh, of Aspen house and Genesis. And as you were telling the story, I, I, I was so moved because, um, in, in some ways that has been our story at Aspen house, like God very strategically shut some doors and open other doors for us to continue to walk through things and grow. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we saw the same thread running through our collaboration with you guys. I mean, we always had dreams of being multidisciplinary in house. Um, we always had dreams of having, um, pelvic floor therapists in-house and then all of a sudden it was just this no-brainer and it's just kind of beautifully spiraled, um, in the right direction. So yeah, I, I love your story and I love that now we're getting woven into it in, in a really fun way. It is so fun and it is just crazy. And I just still, I just don't even know. I just have to sit here and be like, okay, I'm just here. (laughs) here. So tell our listeners where, and I, I mean, 
Becky, like, you're going to have to let us actually, like, publish this episode before you launch another location, okay? I mean, (laughs) tell our listeners where they can come and receive the high-quality services from Genesis PT in your wildly fast-growing empire. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, I am at our North Dallas location. It's located off of Walnut Hill in 75. Um, So that's kind of our biggest one currently. And then we have a Southeast Dallas location, which I always tell people is kind of near downtown, like Baylor downtown, Fair Park-ish area. And then we have um, our soon-to-be Addison location, which is going to be at The Nest in Addison. And then we have our new Fort Worth location way over off of South Main. It's a really fun location in Fort Worth. And can I tell them, I mean, can yes. I say about this? Yes. Okay, this is yes. so exciting. And then we're about to have our Richardson location with y'all starting Woo-hoo! in the <laughs> Which yes. we are so excited. I cannot tell you how many times our team members walk down the hall and they're like, so when are they moving in? When are they moving in? They're <laughs> like, we want new buddies. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's going to be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And may I announce ours? Mm-hmm. Or Kimberly, I'll let you. And we are going to be in-house with uh, Genesis over in Fort Worth. So we have a therapist that's going to have an office there. And we are starting to expand over in the Fort Worth area. So, yeah. Starting December as well. Yeah, starting in Woo! December. Y'all. Merry Christmas to DFW. Best right. collab ever. Like, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. We're here to serve you. <laughs> so exciting. It is still part of the deal that you have to bring Aspen House to TikTok and give us our TikTok tutorial. Of course. It's written <laughs> into the It's written into the deal. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. We did sign that, I know. <laughs> We'll teach Aspen House uh, how to do TikTok videos. <laughs> Dr. <Yes. laughs> okay, so we close the episode the same way with every single person. So we have a couple questions for you. What would you like the audience to take away from our conversation today? What would you like to leave them with? I want everyone to know that you don't have to deal with your symptoms. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to have painful sex. You don't even have to have uncomfortable sex. You don't have to have sex without orgasms. You don't have to have leaking when you cough, laugh, sneeze, run, jump, pick up your kid. You don't have to have pain during pregnancy. You can recover optimally postpartum, all of the things. Like pretty much a pelvic floor therapist is your answer for like everything. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's my biggest thing is, like, you don't have to deal. I love it. Oh, so good. Okay, final question. What's your takeaway from our time today, Dr. Becky? Oh, my goodness. So many. I guess what comes to my mind immediately is I'm just so excited to be with you guys and just partner and go plow through DFW and... Mm -hmm. Give people what they deserve, right? Like, I agree. You can't separate pelvic floor issues from your mental health. You just can't, and that's that's where it starts to get into the whole like treat the whole person. You know, if I'm treating someone with this chronic pelvic pain and this history of trauma, and we're not going to get anywhere physically if we don't address the mental side of things, and it's just the facts. And so I I just am just so excited, and this is 
dream come true, and I'm just excited. I don't know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Same. I know. Um, yes. Becky, thank you so much for your brilliance and your time and joining us on the podcast today. You're welcome. And thank you guys for having me. Oh, Dr. Becky, that was so fun. I knew it would be. It's always fun to hang out. It was fun to push record. She's our new official partner in crime. I know, she is. So it was fun to push record and just capture a conversation because we have so much fun. I know. We always learn so much. Um, Hope our audience did too, right? Oh my gosh. Curious, what's your takeaway Mm -hmm. from our conversation? I mean, I I felt like I knew so much because I'm a (laughs) Dr. Becky Insta fan. And and I follow the ladies of Genesis, but she still taught me more about my feet than I than I knew we were going to talk about. I did not I know, know that if I do not adjust my footwear to what is healthy and appropriate, that it can make my jaw hurt. I'm just thinking like all these people in the world who like have pelvic floor pain and hip pain and rib pain, and I'm sure all of it's in there. So it's like this massive ripple effect from the floor up, y'all. And that we do not need all that support. What she call them? Casts for feet? Yeah. <laughs> it's big. What would you call it? Big shoe box? We're just going to disrupt the big shoe box industry. Yeah. So everything she said about feet. And I already knew some of it, which was profound for me, following her and listening to her on, on the socials, educating the world. But yeah, she just added so much more to it. I knew she was the feet lady. So I'm, I'm yes, I've. I'm going to be getting me some new shoes. I, I can't promise I'll be cute, y'all, but I'm going to be healthy. So that's <laughs> I what I got it. out of it. <laughs> what I about know, you? I'm, Would you? I'm over here your filling attention? up my, my shopping uh, cart, too. <laughs> um, obviously that, too. So very much copy-paste on, on the feet part and the jaw stuff, which is really fascinating. Um, I think it was just her words at the end. And just reflecting her heart to give our community the best, to give them better, to give them good services that treat holistically and with such integrity and just with just thorough, thoughtful care, um, which is the heart of Genesis and I know of Aspen House. And so, um, but just that hearing that heart always just sparks um, Mm -hmm. encouragement for me. Um, And so that just, I take that, I take that away into my day when I spend time with her, but just hearing her say that, taking that into our community and giving them, giving them better, you know, giving them good care. So. I totally agree. I really do. And she leads from that place. Mm -hmm. And you can tell because that whole team, I mean, she attracts those people, that whole team, exudes that with her and so it's y'all genesis pt and wellness is 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 good people check them out thank you for joining us arable podcast is hosted by jenna mountain and kimberly galindo and edited and co-produced by chris vargas and hosted on podbean you can find us on apple podcast and spotify Visit our website, arablepodcast.com, and find Arable Podcasts on Instagram or Facebook. 
You can also find both of us on Facebook. You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at the Kimberly Galindo. And me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain. 